Hey, it's Stephen Henderson. Today on the podcast, we are going to talk with Derek Jackson, the vice president of UAW Local 2500, who represents the Blue Cross Blue Shield workers who've been on strike since September 13th. They've got a tentative contract in place. We're going to talk with him about what the union has won in those negotiations and what he expects in the future between the union and the company. Derek, welcome back to Detroit Today. Well, good morning, Stephen. Thanks for having me back on again. I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, I should also point out, Detroit Today reached out to Blue Cross Blue Shield for a response, and they sent the following. They said, today our bargaining teams will meet to formalize our agreement, bringing our employees one step closer to returning to work. I congratulate and thank President Fain for reaching out and working directly with me to get us to the starting line of the ratification process. Okay, uh, Derek, uh, I want to give you a chance to talk about this new agreement. What are your thoughts on that agreement with Blue Cross Blue Shield? How much does this improve or change the deal you had before? Uh, Stephen, this this is a a very huge deal for us uh, as workers, our union, future workers to come along. Um, This is a historic deal in terms of the previous deals that we had um, in the past, um, our last contract in 19 was roughly all over uh, over four years, roughly $23 million. We're probably over $80 million contract now. And as you stated earlier, we have significant wage increases with, uh, you know, our newest employees getting up to a 21% increase just from moving the wage scale. Um, as you stated, uh, another big issue was how long it took for our employees to get the top pay. And that was, I believe, 22 years um, to be able to accomplish getting that down to five years is monumental. Um, our workers really stood and held that line out there through all the seasons, whether it was warm uh, or freezing cold. And we had the full support of our international union who really said, hey, you guys hold this line. We're going to try and bring it bring it home for you. And that's what happened. Mm. Um, I, I want to talk about uh, the, the aspect of the deal, um, this reduction in wage progression from 22 years to five. You mentioned that. I mentioned it also in, in the open. I, I want to talk about why that's important and what effect you think that will have on workers, 22 years is an awfully long time. Uh, five years is a much shorter period of time. That seems like such a dramatic change, but I, but I want to talk a little about what you think that means. Uh, well, a couple of things. When you're in a position and you work in that position and you become proficient in that position, at some point in a very reasonable time, you should be able to be at the top rate because you're extremely proficient in that in that job. Whenever you spread it out over a long period of time, the company is able to save a significant amount of money by trickling in your money over that long of a, of a time. There are some people who really enjoy their jobs and like to stay in those jobs, and, and Blue Cross has always been one of those places where people retire from in that same position, and 20 years later, they still weren't at it. It's significant because, one, it pulls all that money forward 
which makes this a lot more economically viable package because all that money that was spread out over those years is being pulled forward and you're getting that money much quicker, leading to greater job satisfaction as well as greater retention of, uh, of our members. Yeah. Um, how does the deal deal with uh, outsourcing, which I know is a concern of a lot of uh, workers in a lot of different places? It's something that I haven't seen addressed in a lot of labor contracts uh, recently. I haven't seen wins on this on this front. This seems like a big one as well. Yes, this is something that we had to hold the line on. As a matter of fact, prior to us going on strike, uh, Blue Cross wouldn't even discuss it with us. That was something that we had to get. So what what the deal includes is, or as you may know, uh, for the for the uh, listeners, uh, previously, if we when we left our job or attrition took us out, we we quit. Someone got fired or something like that. They did not replace those employees, so our membership began to shrink, shrink, shrink while the outsourcing went up. Mm-hmm. We have secure language now that says, okay, as of the day that we come back to work, we're going to be able to count our membership and see exactly how many members we have that are back. And that becomes our base employment level. We cannot sink any lower than that number. And prior to any type of layoffs, if the company needed to uh, had a downturn in business, they would have to reduce their outsourcing down to the minimum level that their contracts with the you know companies that they do business with, insurance business with. Um, they would have to reduce their outsourcing down before they could even lay, lay us off. Additionally, we secured language that some of our jobs had been insourced or taken over by some non-bargaining unit positions within the in the company. Mm-hmm. And we've secured language that once we pull that job back into the union, those numbers would then be added to our base employment level. So it's a win-win because we would no longer shrink we have secured the future of the uaw at blue cross blue shield of michigan yeah yeah i'm talking with uh, derek jackson he is vice president of uaw local 2500 we're talking about uh, that union's strike against blue cross blue shield of michigan a tentative contract agreement was reached last week uh, with blue cross blue shield it should be ratified soon it contains significant gains for the workers represented by the union, including uh, changes to pay, changes to the work progression through the wage scale, and protections against things like outsourcing. We'd love to hear from you during the conversation as well. Give us a call and let us know if you are maybe a member of the UAW who has been striking against Blue Cross uh, Blue Shield. Tell us your story. Tell us how uh, things have been Uh, on the picket line since September 13th, uh, almost three months that this strike went on. Uh, Also would love to hear from other folks who are uh, represented by unions or involved in uh, labor actions around uh, around our city. Uh, there are a lot of them that have taken place this year, and we have been talking an awful lot about those labor actions and what they produce in the in the realm of gains. We'd love to hear how people are feeling about where we are with labor right now, where labor stands in the power uh, negotiation with with uh, companies uh, here in Detroit and around the country. Do you feel like this is kind of a moment for uh, bargaining, collective bargaining 
in uh, and workers uh, in our city and in our country. 313-577-1019 is the number here on the phones. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and we can make you part of the conversation that way. Uh, Derek, I want to talk a little about what uh, what what uh, your workers, what the people who you represent have been enduring for almost three months. I think one of the things that kind of gets lost in the discussion of labor negotiations and strikes is how difficult it can be uh, at times for people to do this and the kinds of sacrifices that they end up uh, making. Give us a sense of what you have experienced and what you've seen and heard from the people you work with. Yes, uh, yeah, no problem. I've, I've seen I've seen all manner of uh, emotional, uh, 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 you know, manifestations on the strike line. I've seen joy, and I've seen pain. Uh, initially, you start off and you're very like excited because you're fighting for this stuff. And eventually it starts to get uh, financially draining on families or employees or members. Um, also, it becomes a mental drain. So it's somewhat, it's depressing. It gets depressing because you, you don't have a routine anymore in which you're going to work every day. You're making much less money. But at the same time, there's a resilience in our folks. But it does get hard, particularly when it got cold outside and rained and uh, stormed, but, you know, had, you know, a lot of rain or a lot of, you know, cold weather, our members, you know, were really, I'm, I'm so proud of them because despite all of those things, despite of these hardships, we cried w- with each other. Sometimes we even yelled at each other out there. We, we were frustrated, but we stuck to get, we stood together and we stayed together throughout the process. And I believe that that's what made the difference um, in order to get, something great something that's that's worth the future our future and also the future of those persons to come behind us you have to actually struggle and sacrifice and that's what i witnessed out here day in and day out on that strike line of people who um just stayed faithful kept that faith that we were going to get it they gave the bargaining team that um leverage that faith um, in order to get the job done. And we're and I personally, as a leader, am so very proud of our members. It, it literally brings tears to my eyes when I, I think back to the sacrifices that I saw our members make. But that's how we were able to get this um, historic contract yeah. that we have now. So. Yeah. so so I also wonder whether you have uh, any concerns about the long-term financial sustainability for the company, given the things that it has agreed to enhance for for workers, it's one of the questions that I think comes up in all of these negotiations uh, about whether down the road workers will maybe have to suffer because of the things that that the company has agreed to do and maybe can't afford to do or figure out how to afford to do is probably what I should say. Um, but I wonder how you make that calculation uh, right now, especially in, in light of this big victory that, uh, that, that you guys have, have scored against, uh, against Blue Cross Blue Shield, bringing them pretty far to your side in, in terms of, of thinking about how people are compensated. Uh, d- d- does, that ever, does that ever worry you? Uh, well, we're always concerned. Uh, we, we should always be concerned about the financial viability of the company. Um, 
because it's, it's within our interest to have the company be successful as well. So we looked and we did our costing of all of the financial uh, obligations or the strength of Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. We also took into account the amount of time that we had been out on strike and the lack of payroll. So they didn't have to pay um, our workers. Uh, so last count I did, and I'm probably not up to speed with it, but um, they've saved at least well over 28, maybe probably even by the time we got back, probably $35 million just off the of payroll. Also, keeping in mind that we're roughly 1,100 members throughout an organization that has uh, well, uh, slightly over 6,000 members. So mm -hmm. we, we take up a very small uh, uh, footprint. Um, we also addressed and went to, uh, to uh, the CEO, Dan Lepp, or to the uh, uh, negotiators at Blue Cross that, hey, you, um, you know, at this point, we've given up so much over the last two contracts and you're paying your CEO $22 million per year. And that CEO's job title or job description or whatever he does has not changed. But each year his 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 wages go up while ours become, remain stagnant or or go down. So we always have to keep that in mind. Um, Blue Cross is going to be strong. Our Medicare Advantage product that we have at Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan is extremely strong. Um, and we have um, a very robust relationship with the uh, uh, UAW retirees which is our number one contract so as long as we maintain those relationships and maintain good and the company maintains that it's relatively healthy um, investment portfolio uh, blue cross is going to be well fine into the future and we wanted to make sure that we had our fair share of that yeah yeah uh 313-577-1019 is the number here on the phones let's start today with richard in detroit richard welcome to the show uh, greetings, Stephen. Hey, Derek Jackson's Richard Mack, man. Congratulations to you uh, on a hard-fought fight. Hey, bro hey brother Richard. Uh, I, I can say that uh, you know I, I, uh, we supported them and, and just saw the dedication that they had to sticking to that picket line day after day. Mm. Uh, and, you know, one thing that I think is important, Stephen, for your listeners to realize, I just want to lift up the subcontracting gains that mm -hmm. they secured. Mm -hmm. Um, often, I mean, this is actually as beneficial to the company as it is to the workers, because oftentimes what companies don't realize, they see, oh, great, I can save some payroll uh, uh, costs or I can save, you know, some fringe benefit costs in the short run. But what they don't realize is when they outsource jobs, they are, make themselves less and less capable of performing that service year after year. So what happens is the companies who are giving them the, the, the work, the workers, realize that and they realize that you're no longer as capable to perform these tasks we get to go up on our contract and so it's it just about anywhere you've seen any study you see on outsourcing you'll notice that in the short term there may be some small gain to the company but in the long term they're really getting stuck because they can't do the job you know whether it's blue cross with customer service or any particular city with you know uh, uh you know waste collection or you know you name it you name the the the, the uh, service uh, of subcontracting really hurts bottom lines for corporations in the long run. So mm. uh, that's a testament to the, the the great work the UAW here. I you know I th I think that's a really important point. Um, I think any of us who deal with customer service in particular have frustrations as customers when companies outsource. 
uh, that kind of work. Uh, you know, if you call the cable company, if you uh, call, uh, you know, almost any service you have these days, uh, you, you can tell when uh, that work of trying to help customers navigate the product or the service is outsourced. That that it's that, that there's a big difference, uh, and and that it is difficult to to manage that kind of work. Uh, outside of of a company, um, uh, Derek, I wonder if you have a reaction to to Richard's comment as well. Oh, I one hundred percent agree uh, with Richard. Um, you know, in the short run, as as uh, Mr. Max said, in the short run, it's beneficial. In the long run, because when you look at COVID. Um, and then after, shortly after, when the world uh, opened, they call it resignation. So all of a sudden, they're not only, not only really poorly paid. Yeah. Uh, Derek, uh, unfortunately, your connection is getting okay. a little a little gamey here, but uh, but uh, that that's OK. I, I really do appreciate you being here. I think we've we've gotten to all of the things uh, about about this contract that uh, our listeners need to know. We, of course, will have you back in the future to talk about uh, how this is all going. Derek Jackson, vice president of UAW Local 2500. Uh, great to have you here, as always, to talk about these things. Today's episode of Detroit Today was produced by Sam Corey and Nick Austin. Our technical director and engineer is Nate Bender. Our assistant producer is Maddie Boyer. Editing and mixing is by Connor Anderson. Our music is by Sam Bobian and Will Sessions. Our podcast manager is David Lyons, and our program director is Adam Fox. Detroit Today is a production of WDET Public Radio. If you love the conversations we have on Detroit Today, consider donating to WDET, the public radio station in Detroit that we call home. If you want to be a part of the conversation and call in, you can listen live every day on WDET.org or on the WDET mobile app. Or if you live in Southeast Michigan and still love listening to good old-fashioned radio like me, tune in to 1019 FN.